Okay, I think everyone I've ever met loves holding a newborn baby. I mean, you might be a little nervous, but they're so sweet. And if they smell so super good, oh, it's just one of my favorite parts about a consult. Right after we get that baby out of the bath and wrap them in a big towel. They're just so cute and squishy and oh, it's so wonderful. But we know that it is best for a child not to necessarily be constantly held. So today on the podcast, we're going to talk to you about how much holding, how often to hold, and get that really amazing balance. So you do get those incredible sweet moments. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the crying and the holding. Plus, we're going to talk about what kind of speech patterns in your child could be a cause for concern. We'll talk about what is cute and harmless and fun and when it may be time to discuss that with your medical provider. I'm Laura. And I'm Jennifer. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast. We are so glad you're here. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hi, Moms on Call. This is Macy from Toledo, Idaho. I have a three-month-old daughter, and she will not let me sit down. Anytime I'm holding her, if I sit down, she immediately starts screaming. Not only does this mean that my back is killing me, but it's making it really hard to get out of the house with her. At restaurants or even going over to my parents' house, someone always has to be standing up with her at all times to keep her calm. Is there something we're doing wrong? Um, Is it a sign that maybe something is hurting her or she's uncomfortable? Or do you think it's just a phase we have to survive with lots of Advil for the back pain? Thank you guys so much for all your help and guidance during these early months. I really couldn't do it without you. Thanks. Macy, we know how hard it is when we have these little ones who just seem to be, they just need to be held all the time. And it is exhausting. And yes, our backs kill us. And yes, we're trying to figure out what is going on. And there are some things that we can take a look at. And just to make sure, hey, okay, are there are there things that we can do better Can we just make sure, kind of, you know, I use the phrase all the time, dot some I's and cross some T's. Let's see if there's anything underlying that's kind of leading to this. And and then, of course, we want to bring this to our pediatrician's attention if we just can't figure that out. And some things are positional for a baby. Sometimes, you know, uh, if their hips are, are not forming properly at this age, then their position can get a little bit more uncomfortable. Sometimes ear infections, um, when they're laying in a flat position, you'll notice when they're flat, they're all of a sudden really fussy. But your position would not necessarily be as much of a physical indication for the baby, unless the baby's in a different position. Um, And so if it's just your position that we're talking about, then... oftentimes it's a familiarity issue. 
and they just don't like that unfamiliar. And actually, if we get them evaluated by the pediatrician, everything else is okay. We've dotted our I's. We've crossed our T's. We've looked at the digestive system. We've made sure that nothing else is kind of going on. Then... We want to have times where we are sitting down, even if the baby screams for a time and it's so horrible. This is where, you know, we definitely would recommend a pacifier. We just want to get the baby used to the unfamiliar. And that takes about three days. So what I would do is I would have two or three times a day where we're going to have 20 to 30 minutes of seated time with the baby. Even if the baby cries through the whole thing, once everything else is kind of marked off the list, then we're going to use schedule and association to kind of break that habit of not being familiar with the sensation of being in the arms of somebody who is seated. And depending on how much they weigh at three months, a lot of times the moms on call swaddle can really be helpful in that. And, you know, so we're right at the precipice of that. So, you know, I would just take a look at those things. And if it continues beyond what three days of being seated at the same time of day um, really garners us, then I would reach out to Moms on Call and let's get you hooked up with one of the professional nurse consultants um, that work here with Moms on Call and can go over all the details that that we can't in, in a, a phone call like this. Um, to be able to do an exchange. Yeah, because we would want to look at and make sure that the feedings are going well. Right. We want to make sure that the sleeping is going well because when they sleep well, then they have more time, uh, you know, uh, of being peaceful and alert and awake and enjoying the things around them during the day. And, and sometimes we just need somebody to come alongside us and say, okay, you know what? At this time every day, we're going to sit down for 10 minutes. And then we're going to move them to some tummy time for 10 minutes. Then we're going to move her to, you know, walking outside with her for 10 minutes. Then we're going to come back in and we're going to do some back time. And then, so, you know, kind of talking about all those little activities that we can start to do that will get her out of your arms. Just We just want that to happen long enough for you not to be hurting. And we want you to enjoy this. This is the sweetest time at this age. And so, yeah, so we will partner with you as intimately as is required as you kind of take the steps to help resolve this. And thank you for reaching out. You know what often happens is we don't know what's happening. And so we keep it to ourselves and we don't share it with somebody and we don't ask the questions and then we're just secretly suffering. And so bravo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for getting this out there. We encourage you to continue until it is appropriately resolved and your back is uh, a-okay. <laughs> You're enjoying every moment that a three-month-old brings. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out. So we are so excited to introduce the Moms on Call Sleep and Grow mattress that we had the opportunity to work with Colgate to make. Now, this is a mattress company that is family owned and operated. Right and here in Atlanta. Yes, right here in our backyard. And so we were able to come together and just tick off a long list of specifications for what we thought would be the best and safest way 
for babies to get those long stretches of sleep. So we can do moms on call and have those great nine to 12 hours in a row on the safest mattress we could design or think up. And, And the great thing is, of course, you know, we always want that for the baby. Like when we're shopping for mattresses at the beginning where, you know, all of a sudden we become an expert on eco-friendly, phthalate-free, yes. you know, nothing's got any off-gassing, which of this mattress ticks all those boxes. But we also want to think that this mattress is going to grow with this baby's. Babies grow so fast. In the blink of an eye, we are, you know, at the store picking out that first mattress. And this is a mattress and a purchase that's on one of the main ones. It's essential, right? And we want that mattress to go from newborn all the way through toddlerhood, which is exactly how we designed it. And it has been so much fun. I mean, we got our we got the prototypes and Jennifer and I were both laying on them. <laughs> I could fit better because I'm short. <laughs> That's right, right? And, and and the reason we did it that way was one side, we needed it to be super firm for those newborn little babies. But as they transition to that toddler bed, we don't want you to have to go and get another mattress. You can just flip this one over. And it is so well formed. So we have square corners. It's going to fit right into the standard U.S. size crib. It's going to be light and easy to change the sheets because that's one of the things when they get to toddlerhood. And even sometimes as you're learning how to put on a diaper properly, you know, stop by our website and we'll show you some diaper changing hacks that will help you to keep the pee and the poop in the diaper. But it leaks out sometimes and you find yourself changing the mattress sheets. This one's waterproof. It's lightweight. It fits right in those cribs so snugly. And Laura and I have always been dedicated to providing a safe sleep environment for families because families who rest well thrive. And that is what we partnered with Colgate to achieve. And so we are very, very thrilled to introduce you to the Moms on Call Sleep and Grow Mattress by Colgate. Hi, Jennifer and Laura. Love your show. My name is Nicole, and I live in Jacksonville, Florida. My two-year-old son has, out of nowhere, started repeating words at the end of his sentence, like, um, where's my juice juice? Or, I want to play with my car car. I have no idea where it's coming from. We've never had any kind of speech issues with him before, so is this something we should be worried about? Do we need to correct him, or is this something that will likely pass? Thanks for your help. It's super cute, though. It is so, so cute. I want to play with my car car. car. I love that. But I could see where that would would cause you a little bit of concern. And, And my first thought on this, Jennifer, is, you know, make sure that you're not, just don't address it. Kind of ignore it, right? Like, just... Ignore it. If you want a behavior to continue, pay attention to it. Right. So I if you don't want it to continue, ignore it. And so what I would suggest doing for the next few weeks, maybe up until that very next doctor's appointment, his the pediatrician's well check that's coming up, what I would do is ignore it. And oftentimes, most often by far, these things do resolve. So that was your question. Is this just gonna go away on its own? Yeah, most often it does. But 
always bring it up with your pediatrician. Like it's just always a good thing to do. And using little cutesy words and having like reactions when they say it, you can't help that not be cute to grandma. It's really, really cute. Yeah. So, you know, some people are going to have reactions that perpetuate this and we'll really be able to see over time. If it continues, yeah, just mention it to the pediatrician. And if it is... Uh, bothering you at home. And your question is, what else can we do about it? Um, There aren't things. We are not going to teach him to not do it. The best we can do is just like Laura said, ignore it, move on. Ignore it for for lack of better words. So hear us out. We're not saying ignore it and act like, oh, he's not doing this. Just don't address it. You know, oh, okay, six months from now, this is still going on. It's getting worse. Then we need to make sure that it is addressed with the proper people, your pediatrician. And when he says, oh, I want my car car, you can say, oh, you want your car and give that to him, you know, so that you're mirroring a behavior that does not have the repetitive word on it and encouraging the other people in your child's life because they probably have the cutest little face and these big eyes. You know he does. Now they're being cute. Everybody wants to play along. Um, you know, so just at home kind of mirror that, you know, behavior. So we don't ignore it. So if he wants his car car, we don't just be like, oh, I can't even understand what you're saying right now. Just say, oh, you want your car and hand it to him. Very. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. Very laissez-faire. We are Switzerland. And some things that you really want to say, okay, we want to make sure that we're we're taking a look at is if they are talking and saying words and speaking sentences and you have an abrupt stop to that. An abrupt change yes. in speech patterns. Yes. If yeah. you notice, oh my gosh, they were saying these words last week and now I can barely get 10. That's something to be concerned about. The other is stuttering. If mm-hmm. you're noticing a constant stutter when they're talking and that lasts more than, you know, a few days, then that, again, would be something that you would want to bring up to your pediatrician. And stuttering is different than car-car, because right. that's a complete word. Mm-hmm. So it would just be like the syllables being repeated yes. would be more considered stuttering. And then, you know, hearing is such an essential part of the speech process. So if you are giving commands and they're not responding to them at all, or a loud noise happens and they're not responding to that at all. Now, take this in if you tell your toddler to clean their room and they act like they don't hear you, that doesn't count. That doesn't but if you drop a heavy pan and it startles you, makes a loud noise, and they are completely unaffected, then you know these are the things that we'd also want to ensure because it's, it's really essential for the development of proper speech. So those are a few things that you can just look out for in general. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey. 